0: 167 million viewers. That's what the Super Bowl brought in terms of audience. In the whole day, they're saying it was 101 million. watched the Super Bowl across NBC and Telemundo. When it comes uh, to streaming, it was 11.2 million. And they're saying... Overall, because they had the Olympics, 167 million people were watching. It's, uh, the, the they say, the largest, the largest audience. Is the largest audience ever for sports? Is that their argument? Right there? Because I'm not surprised. It says, with a total reach of 167 million viewers, Super Bowl 40, uh, 56 capped the NFL's biggest season ever with their new season and everything else. I think the story here is thank the uh, playoffs. Or or are we going to say thank the halftime show? Were people watching because of great playoff games or were they watching because of Snoop and Dr. Dre? Because I think you can find people who will say either one. But I don't think there's any doubt that this playoff season for the NFL has saved the NFL. The storylines, the last minute... Uh, the 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 solid play and the no lecturing, the no lecturing is is what made this work. That's the story here. You didn't you didn't you didn't yell at us. You didn't scream at us. You didn't do any of those things. That's what we greatly appreciate. Good football and no and no lectures equals happy people. Who want to be a part of what it is uh, that you're doing. Question is, can they keep it up? Because if you listen to what's going on in, in blogs or in other places, they will tell you um, that uh, this was just a big bunch of gaslighting from uh, from the NFL. They're still not dealing with their racism. They're still not dealing with the fact that they only have one, well now two, black coaches in the NFL. No, no, they won't deal with any of that. This was all subterfuge. So I guess they're claiming that Dr. Dre and and Snoop and 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 Mary J. Blige and, and Kendrick Lamar and Fifty Cent, uh, they're all part of it. They're all in on it. They don't care what happens to black people as long as they get a couple bucks. I assume. I assume that's what they're saying. I don't I don't want to put words in their mouth, mind you. I know I would never, ever do such a thing. But it certainly seems like that's what they're saying. It certainly seems like that's the argument that they are making. Not my argument, theirs. You will find that there are people who will never be happy, they will never be satisfied, and they always have to find the thing. They always have to find the thing that is wrong, the thing that is an issue. They have to be aggrieved. If they are not aggrieved, well then how are they showing how good they are? This is about how they identify as people. I mean, it's pretty heavy at that moment. They have to do this. They have to have something wrong with it. Otherwise, you don't know how smart they are. It's, uh, it's no way to be. Meanwhile, Remington settles, and Enos Cantor is not in the NBA. Oh, and the Canadian Truckers. There's a lot to get to. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. So, producer Ari has the latest. The family of the cinematographer on the movie set Rust, the woman that was shot and killed by Alec Baldwin, the family is now suing. And the question was, five months later, is there a reason it took so long? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Have you been able to look that up, Ari? I just sent it to you. Oh, you are okay? Oh, you sent me the story, but like do we have any idea of why it took so long? Were they waiting on certain information? Were they waiting on maybe what the what they could actually sue for? Is it is it for uh, reckless endangerment? Is there a specific terminology within the state cuz uh, this ha- they may be from California, but this happened in New Mexico. So I wondered if there was any just a uh, wrongful death lawsuit it looks like. Interesting. Interesting. I I am sure Alec Baldwin's going to say, "How dare they?" And I'm the real victim here. And oh, he he could not have looked worse in in that interview with Stephanopoulos. Someone's to blame here, but it's not me. Whoo. Okay, good good uh good good talk, and thank you very much. I, I have a question for the people who know cars. I have a question in this inflationary cycle the whole thing about inflation disappearing this story is driving me nuts if you you saw my my morning rumble I do a video series every day uh, about 10 a.m a little bit after 10 a.m on rumble rumble.com slash tony katz it's called the morning rumble sponsored by Americans for Prosperity and I I I'm usually talking about something economic, something cultural, those kinds of things. It's a live video, and people are commenting, and we're talking and sharing. And it was this piece out of Fox Business that Americans' inflation fears declined for the first time in over a year. Who in the... What? Tell me who is all of a sudden like, inflation? Yeah, it's cool. You know, I was concerned about inflation, but now... Now, no, no, no. Now I'm I'm totally fi- now it's like whatevs. It it doesn't scare me none. It's like I used to be afraid of those of those killer bees. Remember the giant hornets? That that were coming. I used to be afraid and now now I don't have a worry a worry at all. Meanwhile, we go to CBS.
1: People are spending more time at home and less time on the roads, but 2022 is different. Take a look at this. AAA says that the national average price for a gallon of gas has climbed to $3.49 in the past week. That's 19 cents more than a month ago and nearly a dollar more than a year ago. Now, the main cause of this recent jump is the high cost of crude oil, according to
0: the. We've been covering the high co- cost of crude oil. We have been all over this conversation. Crude oil prices today, if we take a look, I'll just refresh the page because I'm that kind of guy, we're full service here. It's actually down a little bit. With Brent crude at about 93 a barrel, 92.91 is the actual. And uh West Texas is at 91.58. Now, I'm not good enough to know all of the numbers. There's something called Louisiana Light and Bonnie Light. And those are cracking $98. But that could be something different than the crude oil prices. And I'm going to stick with the crude oil prices for the sake of our conversations, if that's all right. If somebody has information and can share with me about the differences in the oils, I'd take it. I'd greatly appreciate it. But the idea that people aren't worried about inflation is it's just its nuts. It's absolutely, positively nuts. Which brings us to investments in an inflationary cycle. I'm curious as to what people are doing. And I asked this question the other day, how are people handling inflation? And one of the things that we get told by uh, uh, economist, Dr. Matt Will, for example, University of Indianapolis, we have him on the show uh, often, um, is he's a believer that you should spend now because the dollar will have less value later. So you can get more for your dollar now. So now is the time to buy assets. Everybody I've spoken to, to a person is like real estate. Oh, the answer is real estate. Oh, invest in real estate. I feel like that, that, that ship has passed me by. And I'm very, very bothered by it. Because even if I wanted to, I think people are overspending. And I take a look at, well, what the rentals are. Let's say I wanted to buy a condo, right? I wanted to buy a condo, I was going to rent it out. A good, solid, all-American kind of investment. Lots of people have, the amount of people I know, the most unassuming, oh yeah, yeah, I got, I got 12 properties. What do you mean you got 12 properties? What the hell? Holy crap, I am so far behind the times, it's nuts. And, and, and I'm like, it, it, it's crazy. Well, I take a look at what they're selling for and I take a look at what they're renting for and I'm like, wait a second. That doesn't seem like enough. And then you can figure out things like capitalization rate, like what are you actually making on your money? And there are some people who will tell you uh, that if you had a five percent capitalization rate it's fine I, I I would argue that's fine Some people are like no no, it's gotta be eight it's gotta be eight, gotta be nine I, and I, I think that they're playing in a world that like I, I think they're playing over aggressive with me maybe trying to be impressive or whatever the case may be. But I don't think some of the rental rates are high enough. And so they're like, I'm not so sure. And what does it matter? Because the properties are selling for so much because there's so nothing out there that I feel like I can't compete, especially considering the level of investor class that's out there spending on everything. Now, producer, Ari, I don't know if this has happened to you yet because you're still a, a newer homeowner. Have you gotten the, the cold call of, hey, we'd like to buy your house? Oh, my God. That ha- yes, a ton. I thought that was just me. Oh, God, when did that happen to you?
1: It's, I mean, wait, hold like on. like the last three months. I get them all the time and text, too.
0: You've had the house for, what, a, a year and a half? Yeah. And you're already getting those calls. So so they call and what do they say? They say, are you interested in selling your house? And I say no and I hang up. <laughs> I'm assuming it's much rougher than no. <laughs> I'm going to assume that producer already lets loose. Uh, yeah, we all get these calls. We get these calls. People just want to buy right now. Just buy your house, gone. So that's what you're dealing with in the in this investment world. And I I know Ari, you're an investor, but you're much more a stock guy than I think a real estate guy. But I don't think you're opposed to real estate. Yeah, I just I don't have that kind of net worth to be buying houses left and right. So I, I I'm asking what people are investing in, and one of the other things that came up was cars. And I'm like. Before anything, I'm not talking about me and my want for a classic, and, and we're, not playing, we're not discussing that, right? I'm not going to get everybody crazy. I get it conceptually. I want someone to walk me through it. I want to understand it. You take the, the price of used cars today. The average used car is $29,000. That's nuts. So if you can find a deal on a used car, could you hold on to it, even if you don't need it? And then in a year, sell it, of course, for more. And the question is, are you playing the same game? If you bought something for 20, could you in a year from now sell it for 25? Is it a good way to hold $20,000? Does that make sense? Is it something that you're taking a loan on? If you're buying something for 10, are you selling it for 12? Is this 20%, right? Is that the way to look at it? How do people look at it? How do they see it? What. I'm curious in, if if really and truly, I mean, this is where I'm getting to, right? Here's the nitty gritty of the thing that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Inflation is here, inflation is real, and it's not going anywhere. Do people really change how they invest? Are pe- I'm not talking about somebody who's got outrageous amounts of cash coming out there, you know what? I'm talking about you and me. Are we really changing what we do I, I saw some, uh, some of my uh, IRA kind of investment, and I was like, uh, I was like oh, oh, it was, it was not a good month last month. I, <laughs> we, we will leave it at that. I'm going to need one more radio show just to even things out. It was not good. So what are people doing? I'd love to hear from you. I would love to know what it is that you're doing. The Canadian truckers are busy getting abused by their government. What is happening in Canada is absolutely positively obscene, starting
1: with a change in their terror finance laws. Our banks and financial institutions are already obligated to report to the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre of Canada, or FinTrack. As of today... All crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use must register with Fintrack and they must report large and suspicious transactions to Fintrack.
0: Large and suspicious. Well, that's very specific. That's very specific. Large and suspicious to whom? large and suspicious to the Canadian government that doesn't want truckers to say we don't want to get vaccinated and how dare they protest. I'm not talking about blocking the Ambassador Bridge or another bridge. You're not allowed to block bridges. Boom, you're out. You gotta go. You're out. It simply can't happen. But they can't protest? They can't disagree? And the answer from the Canadians is no, they can't.
1: Invoking the Emergencies Act, we are announcing the following immediate actions. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies
0: so if you donate to a trucker it's not just the trucker who they're now labeling a terrorist it's you wow oh and uh you know one of the things that we have to do is we have to ensure uh, that we get these uh, big rigs off the road including compelling people to do the work one of the issues that we have seen is a challenge in uh, getting tow trucks to actually show up to uh, bring out, to, to move these large rigs. In, uh, in Windsor uh, we relied
1: on uh, generous partnership with the Americans uh, to be able to get tow trucks to move the big trucks. Um, now with these measures that we've put in place There will be an ability to
0: compel, for just compensation, tow truck owners and operators to actually do the jobs for which they have contracts with various orders of government to keep highways and roads clear. So if you have a tow truck and you do any kind of government work, you have to now do their bidding and tow these other big rigs or I guess you lose your business. That is what they're saying, right? This is out of control. I do hope this costs Justin Trudeau his job as prime minister. I really and truly do hope that was Justin Trudeau speaking right there. I do hope this costs him his gig. Horrific. Offensive. And then he has the audacity to tell you, whoa, 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 don't blame me. Everybody loves my programs.
1: And we are now putting